How often do you laugh? And when was the last time you felt a true unfettered moment of joy? What are your happy places? Are any within 10 miles of your house? If so, when was the last time you visited one of those places? Now today we speak about something that is elusive. This is Wednesday, August 16th. You might say that we're gonna talk about what is fleeting. It's joy. For most people, joy comes in small doses and comes rarely. It's the feeling of exuberant gladness that strikes us when something monumental or surprising takes place. You find that you were the one selected for the job promotion, not the person you thought. Or you made a proposal for marriage and it was accepted. Or you took your new baby in your arms. Your heart was full. Wow, what a feeling. Well, joy is serious business for disciples of Jesus. It is the fuel that drives our lives each day through whatever stands in front of us, whatever obstacles we face. This is the sustaining emotion of one fixed on Christ. It enables us to face the obstacles that inevitably surface in our lives. This joy overtakes us and then nourishes us along the way. I like the scene described by the prophet Isaiah as God's people arrive in his presence. Those the Lord has rescued will return, Isaiah said. They will enter Zion with singing Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. That's Isaiah 35.10. Here's that joy that sweeps away sorrow and sadness, that joy that God provides to his people. Now today we take a look at what that joy is. Here's our text from the teaching of Jesus. John chapter 16 verse 19 to 20. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this. So he said to them, are you asking one another what I meant when I said, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. As we learned yesterday, Jesus is addressing the questions the disciples have about what he has told them. He said that he's going away and then coming back. And of course, he's speaking of the cross, his death, and that they will miss him. And then his resurrection, his return to them. But he tells them something else. He tells them that his resurrection will be a transformational experience for them joy will overtake them. Actually, he tells them that their grief will be transmuted into joy. This, of course, causes us to ask how the joy of the disciples differs from common, ordinary joy. Well, the joy that God gives to us begins at a moment in time, but it is not limited to that moment. It spreads to fill our lives from top to bottom. How can it do that? Well, it comes from something so great that our lives are reframed. That's what we looked about on Sunday. This idea of reframing teaches us that when you change the frame that a painting is in, 
you change the way the painting is seen, the way it's interpreted. You see, the pervasiveness of death in our world created a frame all its own, one where everything in our world was and is done in the shadow of death. Whatever we have done, or whoever we have known, or whatever we have owned is against that backdrop of eventual loss. That's the frame human beings live in from the day of their birth. But the resurrection of Jesus provided a completely new frame, one in which no matter what you've done or who you know or what you have, you know you have a place with God in his kingdom forever. And it is this reframing that changes the way we see everything hereafter. This is how this joy can fill everything in our lives and then spread to every day going forward. The curse has been lifted, and now we live in the joy of knowing we are gathered up by God. Our place is in Him and with Him. <laughs> wow! This is not living with rose-colored glasses. That would be denying how difficult our lives can be and how broken our world is. Instead, it's knowing the end of your story and living with that in view every day. Remembering you belong to Christ and nothing can change that. Sickness can't. Your own weaknesses can't. Today's headlines can't. I love the way the Apostle Paul put it in his letter to the church in Rome. He said, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes, nothing can tear us away from God. So nothing can take away our joy. Let's pray together. Help us, O Lord, to see how secure we are in you, to rest in a love that cannot be touched by death or anything else, to see that who we are and what we have given by you colors our lives with joy. In your name we pray. 